What is up, everyone? Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area. Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday, I go over any sort of relevant headline articles that are affecting the Bay Area real estate market. I share a little bit of the activity that I personally see because I make offers every single week. So you can gain a little bit of insights as to what is likely to come. And then I go over the actual market update so that you can see the data for yourself in terms of how much, how many properties are coming on the market, how many are going pending contingent, and what where are prices going? And so it's going to be interesting to see how things play out for the year. So far, it's been a very, very busy, and uh, it's been a very busy year in general. There are a lot of markets that we are seeing a significant pickup and significant increase in prices. I will go over that momentarily, but before we do that, let's go over the news. So this week, um, not this week, but in general, one of the questions I'm getting a lot is uh, California Proposition 19. Uh, I think a lot of people are hopeful, um, as I am hopeful, quite frankly, just given how competitive the market is these days, that there will be more supply that comes on the market. However, I'm not so certain about that. A big problem of why people uh, would want to sell is is a, always a combination of from a tax perspective. On one end, getting taxed just in general, that's number one. But number two, keeping their property tax basis if they were moving to another area. Because for them, why pay a much higher amount for likely a, a worse area that they would be in, given that the value of the home may have continued to increase for a long time since they own the property. So it's going to be interesting to see because it will be rolled out over the next couple of months as to uh, whether this is actually going to be a material impact. I think we'll be able to see a little bit more, but I'd be surprised if we see a lot because a big problem for most people is not necessarily about the tax side, which is important, but it's more about where they want to move and do they want to move away from their friends and family. And so I think that's going to be difficult for a lot of people to want to go through this effort. And that's been the longest and been the biggest challenge uh, for a very, very long time. However, um, if you have anybody that's a, a relative or a family member that might be considering to take advantage of this, let's talk. I can help them point them in the right direction. It is ultimately a tax question. But I do hope that there's going to be more supply because the demand side right now is very, very strong. and a lot of the new construction properties are all pretty much sold out. And so there's not that much more coming down the pipe. So we are gonna be experiencing likely a very interesting inventory squeeze. That's, that's gonna be a big, big problem um, moving forward. In the past, there was a delay of new construction coming on the market, but we may have a massive inventory squeeze, which is gonna be making things really, really interesting when it comes to appreciation of, of houses. So something just to be mindful of. So the next next news, San Jose, San Francisco, lead nation in plunging rents while inland California sees the most price growth. This is when it comes to the rental market itself. What is a little bit surprised is San Jose, that the rent figures in San Jose has actually dropped more than San Francisco year over year. We hear all about the news and the commotion of San Francisco rent dropping substantially and there's this Max Exodus, but it's interesting to see San Jose uh, also changing a lot as, as well. 
Now, keep in mind, though, this is for uh, generally apartment units, um, not necessarily for like townhomes and single family homes. So apartments are the ones that have been impacted the most uh, versus uh, larger units. But it is interesting to see where are people going? People are going to like a Sacramento. Uh, people are going to Vegas, uh, Phoenix, these areas. They've actually seen a rent increase, even though a lot of them have also had pretty intense and crazy real estate markets themselves. So really interesting to see. We'll see how this plays out as things open up. Um, yeah, really interesting to see this all together. Next. Um, for those that have been hoping for um, evictions to eventually open up, it looks like Biden's executive order will extend foreclosure moratoriums until now, at least March 31st. It's interesting because it just keeps seeing like that carrot of the evictions just keeps getting pushed out further and further. And it keeps getting extended every like one or two months. So I suspect by maybe in early March, unless things have gotten drastically better with the vaccine rollout, with things being opened up with unemployment, um, it may just keep getting extended month by month. The other question that I'm getting a lot too is, well, what if we just waited until the foreclosures happened? Will that now all of a sudden give us more opportunities? Um, there will potentially be more uh, options that are available for people. I can't imagine why there wouldn't be, but the question is just how much more? You know, a lot of people aren't necessarily in distress to want to sell these houses. You know, if, if someone has owned the property for the last couple of years, they may have, they will likely have gained significant equity. And so they may not neglect to do it. They may just end up keeping it still. So it is always an unknown. I think there should be more. I just don't know how much more, but I don't think it'll be that much more given some of the challenges that I brought up related to any sort of like distrust selling, I think that's a little bit different, but more inventory is good because as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we are we are gonna be likely experiencing an inventory squeeze, uh, especially if people can't choose to buy new homes anymore. Uh, I'll give you some of that feedback just from some of the new homes that my clients are looking at. Next, mortgage forbearance rates continues to drop. This has continued to drop for the last year now. I suspect they'll continue to keep dropping. Like I said, if people were really in distress, they can just simply sell their house and they can simply just sell their house and make money off of it. And what's interesting, actually, if you think about it, if they're on mortgage forbearance, they actually did not have to pay their mortgage uh, for a while, right? That's what forbearance means is either a delayed payment or just a reduced amount of payment. And, but in the meantime, their value of the property, most likely in, most places around the country has actually increased. And so uh, they actually may be doing better just by holding it and you know maybe waiting until things, uh, until they really need to go pay for it. So it's an interesting phenomenon right now because there's just so much government support for uh, homeowners, which is very different than it was uh, back in 2008, 2009. So something to be mindful of. Um, they're actually probably making more money than before just by sitting on their properties and not actually needing to sell it. Now, it's always a dangerous proposition because right now we have incredible times on the housing market. Just ask any of your friends in any city in the country and they will all share the same exact story. So this is not just a Bay Area report. This is a situation that's happening all across the country. Pretty amazing to see. Um, 
but I suspect this will even continue to drop. And, and it's important to understand right now, we're probably at the worst of things when it comes to COVID. I mean, things are still locked down here in the Bay Area. I think most of California, this is as bad as it is right now. And and I know Fauci just recently mentioned that the rates of uh, those getting infected and, and, and deaths have seemed to plateau. So we might be coming out of this uh, pretty quickly and, and the vaccine rollout will certainly help. Some of my clients that are aged a little bit older, let's say 70 plus, they already are getting their vaccine appointments uh, in early February. So pretty good news and, and good to see. And the last thing, this is just a kind of a personal thing that I want to share is in defense of the individual real estate agent. There's been a lot of push related to like teams and you see these XYZ teams and XYZ group. And then the thing that's important though is you need to understand about if it's a team, how they're really structured. Are you actually working with the kind of the rainmaker or that individual that is the one that has all that experience and the one that's producing? And uh, it's important to understand that because who you work with matters, especially in this very competitive environment. You do want to ensure that you have someone that has the most insights, but also the best strategy, you know, especially in this case, we're going against like at least 10 plus offers, many cases, 20 to 30 plus offers. So those are things just to be mindful of, of if you do end up working with myself or on a team, be sure of learning about that individual realtor's production. And so that's why in my case, I've always been an individual agent. I am expanding my high level team, not from an agent perspective, but having like showing assistance, but that would be more, especially in that right now, the logistics of seeing is very manual. There are no open houses, but all the strategy, all the prep work, all the framework and all my contacts will come from me. So my structure is gonna be different, especially moving forward. I don't envision myself having this kind of uh, large team. And that's because there's this aspect of being kind of that mega agent that has been very valuable. And there are a lot of mega agents in the Bay Area. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to be uh, one of them in the future. So that has um, to do with all the news. And Magdalena, good to hear from you. Magdalena is an amazing stager. So, you know, I'm working with her on several different projects. Anytime we're doing any sort of interior designing, any staging, these are all part of the strategy of getting a house sold for top dollar. And it's, it's, it's very important to get that because it's the preparation is the separation. That's a very uh, popular quote that, I, uh, I, that I, I listen to from Russell Wilson from the Seahawks all the time. It's all about preparing things. And then you'll have the confidence to be able to do very well. So thanks for the tuning in as usual. Now, I do want to go over a few things just about some of the experience that I've had this week. I've made multiple offers. I'm actually in contract in five properties in January already. So a lot of this is a lot of successes, but a lot, a lot, a good amount of losses. And but it wasn't losses because of them being uneducated. Sometimes I want the buyers to know, right? I want them to experience it for themselves. I'm not the type of person that wants to shove something down your throat and say, hey, look, you should do this, otherwise you're not gonna win it. But I do want that individual to know, hey, look, if we lost this, this is where I thought it would be, this is where I end up to be. You'll need to change your thinking if you even want to have a shot in this current environment. So what does that mean? Certain areas have have hit all-time records, and those areas would include Danville. We made an offer in Danville that ultimately had 17 offers. It sold for about 
a hundred, a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand above what we thought it would have been. So that's a very big surprise. When we do the analysis, we look at past data. So we look at what has sold over the last three months, and then we determine, hey, look, this is if the market was flat, this would be the fair price of that home. It sold for significantly above that. It was a big surprise to the listing agent. Obviously, big surprise in a sense. Well, somewhat of a surprise for me. The amount that has gone up is a surprise. So that's a data point for people to understand, at least that client to understand what is happening in that market. Uh, a couple of other ones that we did this week, uh, several were in like the South Bay. So South Bay is very competitive as well, especially like the Milpitas, North San Jose markets. Those markets are about like sub uh, one, three ish. So those are pretty competitive too. It's very common to have 15 to uh, 20 offers for those. Those are selling for a, uh, about a little bit about market. So about $50,000 about what has sold in the last couple of months, uh, which is about, uh, about four or 5% uh, over the past. And I see this just happening. I mean, we're just in January and we're experiencing these things. So be mindful of that. Um, we are not in a flat market. It's important to understand, at least for most areas. Some areas it is. And so we're going to go over that right now. So the strategy on counties matter. So let's take a look at San Mateo County. I've actually changed this all together, these charts. These charts are now median sell prices versus the average sell prices. So it provides a little bit more consistency. So take a look at just the single family median prices in San Mateo County. You can see the inventory levels, 167 have come on the market. So it's basically pre-shelter levels. This is the highest it's been in a long time. So it's very good. Contingent pending, this number has jumped up a lot too. So a lot of activity, as you can see. But from a price perspective, you can see it's been relatively flat. So it hasn't been that competitive in the sense of price-wise. How, uh, however, the velocity is very quick. So things do sell in, 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 a, you know, in a week. That's, that's a common aspect for single family. But if you look at condos and townhomes, it's been a decline if you compare it to the beginning of the year. But then if you compare it kind of to the rest of the year, there's still a little bit of a decline on these types of units. So something to be mindful of if that's the type of property you're looking at. So it prevents good opportunities there. Let's take a look at Santa Clara. Santa Clara County, a little bit different. See the number of new listings, 347 new listings this week, 330 contingent pending. So it's a very, very high absorption rate. You can see the price-wise though from a median perspective has been relatively flat. But the concern is, it's important to understand the timelines though. You can see October was the previous high. And so that really ended the fall season. And when it comes to the last few months, this was the winter season. The winter season historically has always been lower than the fall season. But the fact that it's been relatively similar to the previous months, shows something very interesting and it shows that it didn't actually drop much at all and it, it gives up a, a little bit of a picture of, of the times moving forward so january if you think of this data we're kind of getting closer to the end of january but all these transactions were basically during the holidays of december and the fact that in the holiday times or in in the december time when there's not a lot of 
good inventory, good options. As you can see through this chart, it's all right, this level, it gives some indication as to where things are, are at. So I suspect this will pick up. Um, now, granted, the average price is close to $1.4 million for a single family home, but be aware of that. It's just something to be mindful of that um, it is competitive out there. And if you're making bids, you will know and see for yourself. Condos, townhomes, a little bit different. It's been relatively flatter, some slight increases, but nothing too crazy there. Alameda County has been competitive and will continue to be competitive. And this includes whether you're looking at the Northeast Bay of Oakland, Berkeley. It could be also in Pleasanton, Danville, San Ramon area. It is competitive. Now, the charts are a little bit different, though. In this case, it showed a little bit of a decline. However, uh, I would say that we'll continue to monitor this. We'll continue to tune in to see what happens in the February months. But given what has happened of the bids that I've been making and where they should have gone, it's already gone in, uh, higher than that. So something to be mindful of. Uh, it certainly has been increasing. Condos, townhomes, different stories. You can see relatively flat, if not a slight decline. And then last but not least is Contra Costa County. So Contra Costa County also remains pretty competitive. Now, when you compare the different times of the prices, you can see that it has gone up quite a bit over the last uh, basically eight, nine months for those that have been tuning in. But it's been somewhat predictable. I mean, I, when I make offers, I do see prices continue to increase there as well versus the previous months. So it is interesting. Uh, we got in contract on the property. We paid, you know, about market, maybe a little bit above market because we've lost several bids against 20 to 30 offers that went far above. So I suspect these numbers will likely change as well, but something to monitor uh, at the same time in terms of prices. And then condos, townhomes, in this case, you actually do see an increase. Most other, most other areas are not seeing increases for condos and townhomes. But in this case, Contra Costa is. Contra Costa is. So I hope this was helpful in seeing the mark, the latest market update. If you like this video, do tune in to the latest update that I have. I did a, a new construction walkthrough in Burlingame. You can check it out here. You'll see that on the YouTube link. And of course, if there's any questions or anything I can help with, reach out anytime. My contact details are below. Have a good weekend, and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.